living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. The poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. We have been lulled into a trance. They have made us indifferent to ourselves, to others. We are focused only on our own game. That is their primary method of survival. Keep us asleep, keep us selfish, keep us sedated. You're listening to Toward Anarchy on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Here's your host, Michael Storm. Welcome to Toward Anarchy. I'm Michael Storm. Thank you so much for joining me. As always, it is my pleasure to be here every Sunday, 1 p.m. Central Standard Time all around the world, live on the Republic Broadcasting Network. It's so much fun. I really, truly enjoy getting to come in here and hang out with you every weekend. And I have for you over the next few weeks into March, uh, a new guest scheduled for every weekend. And it's just going to be fantastic. We're doing everything from covering uh, MK Ultra and the, the sex and drugs and, and manipulations of the CIA in, in across multiple eras. Uh, that's going to be a fantastic conversation. Uh, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, just I, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at my my calendar and I'm just looking. It was funny last night because I'm trying to go. All right. Wait a minute. I don't have all of this. It, it, it doesn't come to one spot where I'm looking at every single date and every single name. So I have to go to them individually and click on them and put, okay, that one's scheduled for that and that one's scheduled for that, which seems to be a major flaw that maybe I should point out to somebody. I, I, I suppose I could probably take care of that myself but to collect the data and put it in another place, but I don't want to do that. That's why I use the existing tools so I don't have to do that so that those things are already in front of me and I'm not happy. I've spent a, a great deal of my life creating the things that I want uh, when I'm not able to go out and get them. I I wasn't able to go out and buy a uh, statue of peace, which unless you've seen the movie Wizards, uh, you know who Ralph Bakshi is. Uh, You you may not know who peace is with Necron 99. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, They didn't have such a thing. And so what I did is I went on to the old internet and I, I, I pulled up my browser and I typed in some something to do with the um, uh, best uh, practices for making a statue, and, and there were a bunch of there was, you know who knows how many websites, many many websites that had lots of different information, but there seemed to be some sort of consensus on a few things that you use Sculpey. Uh, for your bases and that you do various different things for armatures inside wiring and uh, using uh, aluminum foil to fill up space so that you don't use so much clay for one it doesn't cook well to the center and everything but i went out and i found out all of this information i said all right well um, i'm going to make myself a piece and i pulled up the poster the wizard's poster and it's the main one if you if i mean, Type it into your browser, Wizards Movie Piece or Necron 99, a combination of those things, image, poster, movie, poster. You'd find this poster and you would see this this 
creature, these two creatures, really, that I'm talking about is this this uh, piece character on top of a, a bird mount thingy. And, and I created it, and it's fantastic. It's uh, amazing. And I was actually able to show it to Ralph Bakshi himself. And, and uh, that, that so that's me. I've spent plenty of time doing that, creating my own thing. And I don't want to necessarily have to do that. But I was, I'm going through. I have Matthew, Matthew Seriously coming up, uh, Michael Anderson, Luke Tatum's coming back on the show. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, investing. We're going to be talking to uh, wonderful folks like Dr. Dean Lloyd, who's hanging out there in the wings here, getting ready to jump into the conversation for with his uh, first house call of the year. And uh, it's just fantastic conversations week after week after week. I'm booked into the middle of March right now with uh, people, names, places, times, conversation, things. Uh, it's all it's all there, and, and I put it all together slowly but surely, and, and I just love to do it. I, I'm lucky to be able to do it, and if you like it, if you'd like to uh, support the show, the biggest thing that you can do is just follow along wherever you find us. We're on Facebook and, and uh, TLB Talk, and we're on Instagram and X and Rumble and various other places, and, and if you just type at Toward Anarchy or just type Toward Anarchy in a, uh, a web browser, you generally will find us. I noticed uh, just in the last couple of days I've had to uh, kick Google in the backside to get us back in the, the primary spots up there, but it, it, it was real quick. I didn't have to do much to get it to do it, and all of a sudden we're back up in the top one or two results, literally, uh, across all the Google-backed, driven uh, search engines and, and, yeah, technical stuff you don't really want to know about. Go to TowardAnarchy.com. You can always follow from there, and whatever you do, give the like, the follow, the share, the subscribes. Oh, I never thought I'd hear myself say that's this. Uh, smash that like button, whatever. Uh, just do it, please. Uh, I, I truly appreciate it, and I truly appreciate you, uh, the listener, uh, across the network, all the people who download the streams and listen from the website. We truly appreciate it uh, that you take your time to do that. Uh, so if you do go to TowardAnarchy.com, you want to follow along, you want to find out what's going on today, You'll in my world, it's January 21st. Uh, if it's not in yours... Click the episodes button if it's just not right there from the front page at TowardAnarchy.com. Click the episodes button, and we're early in 2024. You find the 21st. You see Dr. Dean Lloyd, the planned guest, and it sounds like he's back there. I, I heard him talking to Sam there just before we uh, went live here, and it's so um, I uh, suppose uh, he's probably just chomping at the bit to get going because it is his first house call uh, the new year, and I think it's a core message that he brings to us this time, uh, talking about social application and, in particular, a sort of uh, fundamental approach, some fundamental factors that each of us as individuals independently can work on to achieve collectively a sort of natural and balanced social system. If you want to find out more about Dr. Lloyd, you hear you like what we talk about today. Of course, you can visit EvolvingTheSpecies.com, and also there's the uh, Cruising the Epiphany Highway book by Am Rosen. That uh, There's a constant link up there, but of course there's, there's one that I share specifically for the show today. There's this constant link up there because I find it personally to be a very interesting, a very fun, a very challenging book for uh, – not, not for me – 
I, I think it's a challenging book for people who don't uh, are aren't used to reading maybe comic books, maybe an artistic expression of very deep ideas. Is it, it is that? Kind of how you see some of the work there in uh, Cruising the Epiphany Highway there, Dr. Lloyd? Well, thank you, Michael. Hi. <laughs> hey, man, it's always good to talk to you. Uh, it's a new year, and uh, excitement abounds with most people until about mm, five minutes from now when they realize it's just going to be the same over and over again. Uh, so it, it's always, I think it's great to get you in here and have that first conversation of the year. And, and I'm always interested in your opinion when we talk about any of these things, but I get a, it's an interesting thing. I get a very specific uh, impression of cruising the Epiphany Highway. It is like other things that I've read. I'm not kidding when I say comic books. Uh, there are a couple of other books that have been written, been written over the years that are like that, that where you open up the, the page and you don't necessarily have to read it from A to B, for one thing, uh, A to Z. Uh, if you want to include all the rest of the stuff in the middle, uh, you can kind of bounce around and, and pick ideas and things. But it's also written, formatted in a very creative way. And, and that strikes me as something that's going to be challenging for people who, one, don't read. Mo most people just don't read. Uh, and two, don't read uh, creative works. And eh, that, that might be the wrong way to put it. Well, Bill, you've, you've done a good launching here. Let me just to jump off of that and say that there's several things that expand our mind. When I was doing my original research into the sound relationship to our body's healing ability and communication to our cells and the organs and all these different systems that we have, including our immune system, which has got a lot of attention these days, I put I put a lot of effort into understanding the physics, the relationship of Chinese medicine, because that was my foundation, in looking at how we were able to assimilate nutrients and eliminate waste, and looking at all kinds of interplay between these relationships with frequency, it occurred to me early on that there were different ways of expanding our ability to process information. For example, there's uh, uh, a work by, uh, uh, it's called The Mozart Effect by Don Campbell, and he had realized during, uh, uh, he had a brain tumor, very interesting story, and he had listened to Mozart during his recovery and he overcame mm. a, a brain tumor that was directly linked to what he called the Mozart effect. Now think of it for just a moment. We are built in a manner that frequencies align perfectly with our consciousness. Okay, that's a mouthful right there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay, but... When you play, in this case, for him, the music is a sacred geometric transfer of information. It, in other words, the, the music is, a lot, is, is about math, okay? 
And it's about the creativity of nature. And what we do with music is we shape our society. We shape our culture. We shape all kinds of things in relationship to how we interact with each other. Um, you know, singing to a friend, you know, and, and, and you know, you share that same simpatico. It's a, there's a beauty in that, right? You you share that same energy and you bring your uniqueness of, of, about. And I'm just mentioning singing. It could be all kinds of things. Uh, it could be, uh, you know, uh, the just speaking to each other in a way like I'm doing with you, Michael, that shows that there's an understanding of how we in this life have uniquely been able to bring in a perspective that contributes to ourselves first and then to our culture, our society. And that's where I would like to uh, launch off into an introduction in this this. But yeah, what we're talking about there is absolutely is is what you had planned to talk about today, and the importance of that that underlying. It's 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 a neat little thing about it's the the invisible hand. That's the the impression that I keep getting about this general notion that we're going to talk about today is that there there there's the the invisible unseen, but they're, they're really tangible things that we do as individuals and as, as groups collectively from one person or, or more, uh, and, and, uh, that with the intent and with the, the, the vibration, the vibes, everybody used to call it when the cool kids used to call it the, the vibes between everybody. Uh, these, these are real tangible things that have, a, a basis in in uh, our fundamental nature uh, our fundamental existence between each other and so i'm i'm excited for you to to dive into this conversation because i see this invisible hand i understand this concept i understand how we work individually together to create a collectively better uh, reality for all of us so so please by all means dive in Did we lose Dr. Lloyd? Did we lose everything? Did I did I lose? Okay, I'm still here. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yes, it does. It says he's still there, but we're not hearing him. I hope he's not um um experiencing any troubles. Let's see, was there anything in the chat? Did he say anything in there? No, just responding to you after getting set up. Is, and that was after you just said something about the break, so he was there seconds ago. <laughs> All right, that's cool. Well, uh, so until we get Dr. Lloyd back, go go to TowardAnarchy.com. There's a couple other things I want to point out to you. In fact, uh, and this gives me a chance to do it. If you look for the 21st, uh, everything in there I kind of included today uh, was – really related and and just about wellness and about how to make yourself feel better and how we feel about uh, better about ourselves because it's it's early in the year we talk about this before uh, this is a well understood thing that people there's there's a lot of things going on in the winter uh and then the holidays 
there's a lot of things that are natural and unnatural that tweak us and pull us back and forth at this time of year and the notion of of the, the new year itself and and setting new goals for yourself and accomplishing things and finishing things and looking back on what you did or didn't finish or what you did and didn't accomplish uh, these are all it can weigh pretty heavily on people and that's why you know people who make a resolutions new year's resolutions is sort of by the end of january they've forgotten them they've moved on they are uh in uh really just in a a, a state of it's they're already forgetting they're already giving up they it's already too much the day-to-day the the extra Things that we have to deal with just at that time of year and then the extra weight that we put on ourselves and expectation for it can come back to haunt us a little bit. And so uh, just a couple of things that are up there. Uh, One, following up on a a story that I brought to you a couple of years ago as study continues and it continues to show that uh, cannabis and the introduction of cannabinoids uh, into your system can prevent COVID infections. And it's interesting to see it. And and the science is is young. It's developing as everything is in and around COVID. And we won't discuss the, the ifs, what's, where's, why's what fours of uh, covid that that's too long of a conversation it, it's more interesting to see what cannabis is is uh, talking about and then uh, just to dust off a tired old expression that's only a couple of years old itself all this you know within the covid era uh, the new normal remember that nice phrase well it's expected now that we should just express uh, low rates of well-being, just what I was just talking about, not just at the beginning of the year. The change is moving forward into uh, giving ourselves new expectations, failing to meet last year's expectations, all that. Uh, this this new normal is, is that it's just crushing us. But if you read this article, it's all politics. It's all about left-right, and it's all about who's running the country it ties directly into which political party is so people are wrapped up too much you you know i'm telling you to step away from take your energy out of it uh and then just real quick uh, dr dean lloyd is back here uh, we um another a meme that i shared there on the 21st it's uh it's an image I don't know where it comes from. It just says how to hack your happiness hormones, and it talks about dopamine and oxycotin, uh, oxy, uh, oxytocin, sorry, and serotonin and endorphins, and just the, what you can do. You, working out, exercising, listening to music. Dr. Lloyd was talking about that is a very healing thing. Uh, exposure to sun, exposure to earth, earthing, grounding. Uh, meditation, just all the various things that that uh, will cause in your brain to sort of produce happiness and and make you feel better. So, Dr. Dean Lloyd, uh, I was just saying before you were so rudely taken away from us uh, that uh, I was looking forward to what you have to talk about today in this core uh, concept there of uh, just – the whole idea of the social application, these four simple steps, these four fundamental factors that you mentioned to me in your email and that I assume you're about to tell us all about. Well, this is this is not good. He's muted at the moment. I see that. Unmute yourself there. No. 
he's having some kind of trouble yeah. or something. There he goes. There he goes. All right. <laughs> you were able to hear me though, so you know you're. Yeah. You're I okay. Cool. Thank you. Uh, inconvenient, but power went out here. Oh, fun. And uh, I hope my audio is still okay. Yeah, you're fine. It's a little weak, but. Okay. Well, let me let me launch off into this and. I would like to talk about the four fundamental factors of all social development. Collectively advancing towards the harmonically balanced socially processed interdependence through the four prime dynamically adaptive mechanisms of uh, one, motivating factors, two, organizing principles, three, value systems and four coping mechanisms. So, with social application, here I am peddling comprehensive intelligence to our planetary citizenry. First, let's consider the situation of our all-too-human predicament. Despite our breakthrough discoveries and technological innovations, regardless of our high minded moralities and logically reasoned possibilities out of balance human existence continues to precariously seesaw between civilized fulfillment and apocalyptic mass annihilation ah yes the endless battle for inner security or at least a good self-justifying excuse for why it's not your fault that you never been able to truly feel safe, at ease, and flexibly in control of your inner mindscape. Why, against our reason, desire, and better judgment, do we keep trashing ourselves while trying to one-up each other, rationalize it in any way you can, still regardless of good intentions, and or charismatically showy persuasiveness. You can't do more for or with another than you've been able to functionally bring online within yourself. And obviously, what someone can do to themselves, if you let them, they just might try and do it to you. All of which continues to set the stage for the wishful thinker's heroic quest for repentance, redemption, liberation, salvation, or whatever gets wrapped up in that legendary elusiveness for an actual working solution to end human suffering and misery. It's time to stop fighting to get away from the negative. In trying to get away from what you're afraid may do you harm, you inadvertently wind up fixated upon the very thing you don't want. Actually, there's nothing negative that you need to battle. Rather, you're either going where you want, whatever the consideration this movement is always towards a more expansive, inclusively integrated, dynamically creative state of mind and access, or you're getting rid of whatever is impeding your progress. 
how could this be of value and service to you? I intend to facilitate you becoming better consumers. I'm consuming things, you're consuming things all the time. On a basic survival level, we consume oxygen, water, food, nutrition, and the least substantive shelter, according to our dispositions, inclinations, and circumstantial availability, our ever-growing appetites seek to consume all kinds of goods and services. However, what we consume the most of are ideas, religious ideas, political ideas, economic ideas, public health ideas, romantic ideas, self-worth ideas, along with the supposed good and bad, right and wrong, of every culturally advertised mode of conduct to which you can be persuaded to commit your purchasing dollars. Realize no system, methodology, and or technique can function any better than the quality of the intelligence that uses it. That system may be the health of your own body-mind complex, or it may be the interrelated health of body politic of global humanity. I intend to further empower you, thereby helping facilitate your inner security, so that the consumers, you, will no longer be susceptible to being emotionally bullied and psychologically browbeaten. So you can demand the kind of goods and services at every level that will actually satisfy you. Then, those persons who really have the creative intelligence and workplace moxie will be able to make their fortunes by satisfying real needs. While those who can only use the momentum of their accumulated power to market alibis for the public's denied fears of inadequacy will fall by the wayside. So, Michael, let's discuss solutions. Oh, well, there's a whole lot to unpack in there, as there always is. I mean, the, the truth is, is that people have made entire careers out of those, just the concepts contained within the, the you know, one minute of of words that you spit out there. Um, uh, I, my first, oh, go ahead. But I want to. Uh, well, my my first thought in going in in taking the the whole concept into consideration again was that invisible hand thing. And in, in economists, people who like econom e economics, uh, Adam Smith, they'll know what that is. If not, you. It, it, you don't have to know what the invisible hand is specifically by definition. You don't have you don't have to know Adam Smith. You don't have to know his great 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 granddaughter Alice Smith. Give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. Uh, elect a man to fish for you, and all of a sudden, fishing becomes some mystical function, and only a few elite in society can perform at great expense to the rest of it. Uh, she said that, and she was related to him. Uh, but his invisible hand. Uh, it's it's not a theory. It's a real thing. It's something that happens. It's what happens when individuals 
work for their own good and in their own best interest, it naturally improves everything because our own good, our own self-interest in general, for the most of us, for the majority of us, is very simply just being happy, getting along, spending time with family, uh, being successful in our careers and our endeavors. We have no differences in, in these areas, and so that we have these fundamental things, these economic functions, these exchanges with ourselves and with each other that fit into this category and are 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 manipulated by and manipulate the invisible hand and this exists throughout all of reality it is just a fact that when people do what is best for themselves it tends to be what is best for a, a society and everybody else in general of course that is a very general statement of it all but and that that's the the conundrum that's the problem for the person like ourselves the person who is supposed to be self-aware some people call woke um just constantly working on self and that's a serious case of the potential for imposter syndrome how much of this am i buying into how much of my own trip am i buying into is it really effective am i doing and saying what i truly believe and so it should be it probably is the constant question for anybody who's constantly in search of themselves and that's what all of this speaks to me in a very short amount of time and we will readdress it when we get back here uh, with Dr. Dean Lloyd on Toward Anarchy. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Real news. Real talk. Real people. Because you can handle the truth. Have you been looking for a trusted, long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on long-term food storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem. Pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. 
To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Hello, hello, hello from beautiful Colorado. My name is Samuel Jung Kay, and I am currently the lead Shilajee hunter and master herbalist for Colorado Shilajee Company. In this video series, I will be discussing what we believe is the greatest of all adaptogenic superfoods and the single greatest natural healing remedy gifted to us by Mother Earth. I think you too will become as excited by this incredible substance called Shilajee as we were and are after our discovery of this amazing gift right here in beautiful, colorful Colorado. You may already know Shilajit by other names. Shilajit, Momio, Momi, Mami, Mineral Pitch, Asphaltum, and others. Shiloji literally translates to destroyer of weakness and conqueror of mountains. Shiloji has been in use for thousands of years and is considered as the highest valued cure-all of any earthly substance. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. You're listening to Toward Anarchy with Michael Storm. Please support the network. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and to click the donate button. That's the simplest, easy thing to do. It's republicbroadcasting.org. You just click that little button that's over on there, on the left there that says donate. And a couple of more clicks. Poof, it's done. Simple as that. We continue to broadcast all the amazing voices and people and ideas and thoughts and have these wonderful conversations uh, thanks to you. If it's not your thing to do the digital thing, I get it. There are some people who just can't do it, won't do it. Uh, for whatever the reasons may be, I completely understand it. So does everybody else in the world. We get it. Uh, and that's why you can just call. You can call 1-800-724-2719 and go to extension 3 and talk to a real person at right there at the network, right there at Control Center. I, I don't know what they called it's just it's where the business is done it's where things have to be done uh, somebody's got to do it because the the conversations have to be had the voices have to be heard there have to be true places where you can come and have free speech and three free thoughts and free ideas uh, and and we're lucky to have it here in Republic Broadcasting. You're lucky to have it as a listener. I'm lucky to have it as a broadcaster and it's all thanks to you. You make it possible. Uh, you can mail a check or a money order directly to RBN 2251 Double Creek Drive Round Rock, Texas 78664 and of course the win-win is to visit uh, shoprbn.com that's where if you buy it's just it's such a simple idea I don't, I don't even know why it has to be repeated but it 
it does because you need to be reminded. We need to we need to remind you. It's part of what we need to do because those are the advertisers. Those are the people that you hear uh, on the network that make it possible for us to do this for you to listen for us. You know, between the two of you, it's an unstoppable force. Your voting dollars your money it, it makes this thing possible so thank you for it uh, support the network i ask you to do it every week and i do it because i believe that it's necessary i believe that it's important i would ask you to do it i couldn't ask you to do it if i wasn't here but i to, even if i'm not here i can i ask you as long as the network continues to go to continue to support the network. How does that sound? Uh, Dr. Dean Lloyd is who I'm talking to. If you go to TowardAnarchy.com, look for January 21st. We're talking about social application, and particularly these. there's these four fundamental factors, and you'll have to tell me, Dr. Lloyd, whether or not these are sort of sociological, if these are a well-studied thing, uh, or if these are Am Rosen's or yours or the combination, or uh, because I don't know. But I see these four fundamental factors as you presented them to me and i suggest that they are reasonable and that they seem to encompass a lot of of what we would need to do independently to achieve collectively that that natural balanced society and social system that everybody seems to believe that we deserve and and want and i think really exists in that invisible manipulation that exists through our individual um, uh, realities. And just like that, uh, the link that I shared up there at TowardAnarchy.com about the, these, these expressing low rates of well-being and that we should just get used to it and how it's all directly tied to external forces, particularly external political forces, which is an entirely other conversation. But I, I totally believe that there's something to be said about these four fundamental factors and what they do for developing society and and again uh, if they are if they're original ideas or if this is a sociological thing i don't know do you, it, tell me Listen, please it, what, yeah your excitement is motivating me <laughs> good, in other words, good. in other words what we have number one is motivating factors and you had mentioned about the invisible hand, which you've mentioned on previous shows several times, mm. and the economic function and how we've been manipulated. You know, whatever's sexy out there or, you know, whatever's trendy and however flashy it looks. Oh, yeah, you know, it brings the bad with the good. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's why we have to be exceptionally well at being discerning at what that's all about, right? right. And. And you had mentioned also, too, because, of course, I'm paying attention, <laughs> how much of it is something of a trip that we're buying into, right? I, I don't recommend buying into your own trip. You know, that, that becomes a kind of cage, uh, a way of enslavement. But what I'm referring to is making the demand See, what is so often the case is we give our power away to these different, let's just say, societal, dysfunctional types of norms, right? Mm -hmm. we, we don't have to play their game. It's turning it back in ourselves is how much power am I going to give into some give to something 
And if I am, then where is it being directed? So I, I wanted to launch off into the motivating factors to just give you the the other side of what that looks like, okay? And on page 96 of uh, Cruising the Epiphany Highway, there's a little, uh, there's a little uh, uh, discussion here about the Holy Depression Atman. And for those that don't know what Atman is, it's the, it's the spiritual life in yourself. It's, a, it's self, the real self of the individual. It's, it comes from Hinduism. But it's uh, it's the inherent real self. I'll just keep it simple for now. Okay. But uh, to to go to this point about motivation factors, right? I'm going to read what the opposite is: is that whole too many people feel stuck in a hole of commitments that they were guilty guiltily bullied into making. Cut off from life, they come to feel depressed. Allegorically, you're walking along and unexpectedly and unexpectedly you fall through some loose earth into a hole where you find yourself stuck. Meanwhile, life continues flowing on its whimsically fickle way. But since you're cut off, you can't get out to partake of its revitalizing changes or... You've been fascinated by what's going on around you. When you get internally stuck in a half-concocted, emotionally charged, irrationally rationalized, defensive perspective on what it's supposed to mean and how it should be responded to, you stop paying attention, become stuck inside your mind, emotionally rearranging the defensive assertions of your past into an apprehensive projection of the future, which leaves you feeling cut off, lonely, and somewhat unreal. So when you can no longer tolerate this frustration of yourself sentenced imprisonment, how will you try and motivate a change? To make the suffering induced by frustrations more noble, you'll just have to get even holier. <laughs> that, that's it. If you dig yourself into an even bigger hole, which will engender you to make even greater commitments, then you should be able to justify getting out of your current hole. Well, that next sunken complexity of obscure promises is even bigger and more elaborate. So I, if I, pledge my allegiance to the seemingly greater grandiosity, then I can justify letting go of my former commitments because I have something even greater to align my desperation with. Okay, so... It's holy desperation. I said depression. I meant desperation. Uh, so most people are out there in their box, Michael, minus one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, I'd like to look at this in a much simpler way because it's, it does have a lot to do with first focusing on what is motivating us. And that's something I can't give people. I can't give people desire 
to yeah we've connect. talked about that before you can't yeah. motivate somebody it's it's it's, a, it's an age-old story as a former smoker uh, I can attest to that physical addiction, that uh, that that need to hold the thing in the fingers, to put it in the mouth, the the, the interaction with the brain and and the tingle uh, that it gives you. And I'm thinking, oh, I could use a cigarette. Uh, no, I. It's been a long time since I smoked, but I smoked for a long time. Uh, it, 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 it's the same thing. Yeah, you. you that's why. It, what's going to be our motivating factors in our next? evolution our next phase of societal development and i put that out there as a rhetorical question in part because we always discover what our motivations are right new things come in life that we didn't know were there before and all of a sudden aha i've got access to something i didn't before and i want to pursue it now the motivating factors for society i i hope but it looks very much the case is that it's going to be a lot of collateral damage that is going to cause a, a change in our motivations, right? Collateral damage economically, in our health, we're seeing a major decline in health right now. Oh, my gosh, it's just mind-boggling. Uh, the changes that have not been properly aligned with what our real needs are right now, so I'm, I'm thinking it's more at this particular stage of our development going to come from more disastrous types of occurrences rather than self-motivating. Well, that's often that's often the case anyway. In many cases, there's just having to make that step that to find that motivation. Whether my motivation to quit smoking was this was time to quit smoking, and I just had to do it. It could it was it, it didn't matter how many people had told me over the twenty years that I smoked that it's not good for you. It's it's money. You smell. It, you know, there's cigarette stains on your fingers, and you know none of that made any difference until I was ready to do something about it. Yeah, that that is the key, and so you pointed out. It's a great example. People have addictive personalities, too. You know, they get used to a particular way of operating in the mindset. It's a mindset. So it, 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 it's a literal addiction. You're addicted to what it is. It, it's such an interesting to th- thing to think about, particularly with people who are artistic. And you see these expressions around you all the time. And there's a reason why so many artists, so many performers uh, will have short lives, uh, very sort of fast burning lights in in reality and it's because of the fact that they redirected their energy into the creative process but they've never really addressed the motivating factors the 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 underlying things that caused them to create what they created in the first place they've been able to supplement the the appearance of solving those problems through just expressing them openly and obviously this works for a large number of people but it doesn't work for everybody and it and it shows in places uh, in artists across the board any type of artistic expression anything that is considered anything less than a sort of manly um 
uh, get up and go jobs where it, it's the kind of thing where it's uh, it's there's a societal pressure uh, there's a social pressure in there that exists and adds to the problem that the the creative person the artist is not producing something of particular value yeah and i would like to give you some good news on what you just said and that most people feel it's an insurmountable task that they have to overcome. Mm-hmm. However, I will, and I feel tested this, as soon as I changed my, if I saw something that wasn't working, I, I would say, okay, I've decided that I'm no longer going to participate in this dysfunctional place. It may have served me at one mm-hmm. time, but what's motivated me it changes it's 50 percent of the work involved this is the good news is that it's not insurmountable i i knew that my mind had to change along with what it was that was going in the direction that wasn't pleasing me for example society puts a lot of emphasis on sports for example which is a fine thing i played hockey as a youth and i i really enjoyed it However, the, the balance of sports has, is, I'm not picking on sports as a negative. I'm saying, no, no. no it's just that the, the attention that we put in this area of competition versus complementation is grossly out of balance. And it's out of balance because of the popularity, the potential for fame and money, the NFL, the presentation, the flash. This is the reality of of professional sports. You take it under the level of professional sports and get back to people who are playing, people who are competing, people who are working together in a team to compete against other people. These are all fantastic, wonderful building tools. And to participate in, in them yourself, wonderful, fantastic things tools for yourself but to do what we do sit on the other side of a tv screen and get wrapped up in the emotion in a phony emotion in a in in a, a, a reward system where we never receive any true reward out of it the the reward in somebody else's victory is is pretty limited to our own reality pretty pretty limiting in our own reality there's not it doesn't do much for us it's great to see other people succeed but if we're just sitting on our fat ass on the couch not succeeding at our own thing it isn't doing anything for us as an individual well on an intellectual level that's 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 great it just is the motivating factor in this case right motivating but yeah back to the four factors yeah. yeah that comes is it to for example is it to win okay and i Personally, you said the word victory. I like that word <laughs> because victory is self-satisfaction. Win implies that it's over somebody else. And when you're doing this kind of introspection like we do each time we connect, is that when you are seeing something that not doesn't work for you and you've made the decision that what is going to motivate you, you may not have a clear picture of it, you just know, and I mentioned this in the introduction, what is in the way in getting rid of it, right? Yeah, yeah. So half of, um, the good news is that half of your work is done. Yeah. 
If you've made that decision, your motivation is halfway there. Then it's being able to decipher why you're doing what you're doing, right? Being honest on that. And society will not change until we get rid of the win factor. We don't compete against each other. It isn't the Republican Democratic fight any longer. We have to evolve past that paradigm. We know they're good things, right? Yeah, they but have, the Republicans and the Democrats don't want to do that. So no, well, because that's so that's why power. we have to continue to work as individuals on that level with the, with those four factors that you're talking about. These these influencing things on society that we can ourselves individually participate in changing. That, that whole participation is where are they deriving their power? They're yeah. so heavily invested in the side that they're taking rather than consciously evolving past the duality. This That's isn't us guessing at this. This isn't Am Rosen playing a a, a game uh, from the past here, looking forward, guessing at what would be going on. This is an observable thing you can see, and it is getting worse as politics, as government, as the illusion of a particular type of society encroaches uh, upon the individual. And it's been my experience, Michael, that there isn't enough discussion about this very thing. Mm. Because society is not going to change unless there's something that forces the change in history, right? Yeah, that's what you started to mention earlier. Yeah, yeah. that it uh, so often it requires something negative to get somebody to look at themselves and realize that it's time to make a change, that they're, what they're doing is hurting them or, or hurting others and that they need to move on that, but move beyond that, see beyond that. So that, that leads us to where we should be going which is organizing principles or organizing factors, right? That One of the tough ones is really the toughest thing, I think, inside organizing, Right. Organizing yeah. principles focused enough, say, okay, I'm motivated. What am I motivated for and for what purpose? And if I'm motivated to get attention from somebody else, right, to say, look how great I am, and I'm mm-hmm. part of this group, and look how I stand out, and... You know, look how many tattoos I have or whatever. I mean, you know, whatever is motivating you, if you're getting to the place where you can say, now let me organize all these different factors that put it in perspective so that I can use my energy so that it's not flailing around. It's not failing me. I'm not I'm not. Uh, I'm exhausting myself or time being spent on things that don't really need to be spent on. Mm -hmm. Right. So organizing principles is a whole show unto itself. And I'd like to uh, just touch on it for now. But we're already going to have to just carry this over into our next conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But when I bring that up, I think we're discussing how organizing goes in ourself. If you, okay, you organize your day. Right. I bet you even at some point take notes so you won't forget what you're going to be doing in the the grocery store or remembering to pick somebody up or 
whatever your your method is of organizing yourself. Right? I, I could be better at it, but yeah, there's some <laughs> semblance of organization there, you bet. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to give us all the opportunity to be able to give ourselves the credit to add to our organizing ability, right? I I, I know that my mind can put things in their proper category after doing this for so long. And just to give you an example of that is in my healing art and how when a patient comes to me with a leg pain, right, they've got sciatica, which is a, a pain that comes from the sciatic nerve down from the hip region all the way down possibly to the knee or even further down the leg to the foot. But they also have some other problems. You know, they're dealing with a mild case of depression, perhaps. They might have some food allergies. I have to organize the most important issues this patient is dealing with to mm. be able to give something that they are able to see the change. Right? Yeah, because you can't. If you treat them out of order, one thing compounding on the other doesn't act, it doesn't fix it. It's a very short term fix for it. I love. There's immediately when you said that this image popped into my head. Of course, I'm a video game player, and one of the things that I've been play. I'm a game player. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since I was a child. Since it was a child, uh, and. Uh, the one of the things that happens is there is you'll run into mummies or undead, but mummies in particular, and they will give you a mummy rot. And it is a three-step process, and you have to to get rid of the mummy rot, and you have to do the, that that process in order, or it doesn't get rid of it. You think it's gone, and it literally pops right back up. It's a fantastic <laughs> little uh, analogy. It just popped right into my mind when you started talking about that. That's a perfect analogy, because when I identify what's more important, me eating a meal or making my meeting, <laughs> you know, mm. or, or, or or having to go get groceries and fill my tank up with car with the car or shovel the driveway. I mean, because mm. I, you know, <laughs> we get a lot of snow up here in the mountains, Michael. OK, but nah, uh, <laughs> I don't but, believe you. <laughs> I didn't live there for. A long, long time. <laughs> well, you know what? We don't get snow here. I'm in Topeka now, and really, it's it's usually just frozen ice. It's water. Just, yeah, it's cold. It's slippery. Uh, it's wet. Not a lot of white powder. But uh, this year has been crazy. We had uh, a good six inch snow, which is more than we'll get in a year here uh, already. And then again here this week during this freeze, another eight inches probably. Uh, unfortunately, uh, sounds like we're, you know, we're there. We're out of time. But we'll pick up this conversation, Dr. Lloyd. Always sure. a pleasure to talk to you. We'll pick up this conversation about social application at the end of next month because, man, brother, we're booked and we've got lots coming for you on Toward Anarchy. We'll see you next week. Are you 
one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs. For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee. Hemppaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at republicbroadcasting.org and visit hemppaste.com slash RBN. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.